Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we are broadcasting live from Drivers Club, brought to you by Hegarty, Rainier Beer, Avance, Carter Subaru, and Carter Subaru. Yeah. As always, it's a great day for a Subaru because it's dumping rain again. I love mine more and more every day. I know. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you need one. I know. I'm probably you, gonna get one. You should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it amazes me every day. Yeah. I. Uh, Speaking of my, my Subaru, where I park my car, I go down there today, and one of the people that works at my building, she goes, hey, just so you know, there's a car prowler. We had a car prowler this morning. And I'm like, what? In that high crime area of downtown well, Bellevue. <laughs> so here is the correlation that I have found. My parents had this problem. If you live within about a six-block radius of the bus station, oh, yeah. this is what happened. It happened to my parents all the time in Kirkland. They, they, their garage used to get robbed all the time. And so apparently now that the weather is nicer, the car breaker enters or scumbags of the world are coming out, but they yeah they cut some guy down there with a uh, screwdriver and a bunch of a bunch of tools and I'm glad they got so. him. Well, I mean, fortunately, my car does my Subaru doesn't stand out as much as the, some of the other cars that are parked next to it. That's so. true. In your garage, yeah. you do have. I the, wasn't uh, worried about them breaking into my car, but a bunch I was, of Seahawks you know, players' cars. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, other than that, it's been a gloomy day, and uh, cars been running great. How's how's life? Life is great. We spent uh, all weekend celebrating Alexa's birthday. And I do mean all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was pretty great. I feel so much older now. I, I only went to one party, and I feel <laughs> older. Like, and I'm still sleep-deprived. Like, I, I forgot the world of young people that start part- Like, when I thought the invite was wrong. when She's like, oh, it starts at 9.30. I'm like, oh, cool, early morning per- birthday party. <laughs> Dan's like, no, that's at night. I'm like, oh, but, but I'm, that, that's, that's bedtime. Like, <laughs> Man, I got to shout out again to Salish Lodge, though. They absolutely killed it. So Friday night, we did a small thing. Uh, Jared Ashley was busy making cupcakes, but Jared... Sure the, she was. The... Uh, the fourth member of our show here came with us and we brought took out Alexa and her friend Amanda different Amanda than Drivers Club Amanda and God, we, we know too many Amandas we do know a lot of Amandas <laughs> yeah but uh, we decided to go up to Salish Lodge and I of course gave those guys the heads up that we were going up there holy crap <laughs> you and the mother of skunks yes yeah. it was awesome mm-hmm. so we get there and I'm just going to walk you through it because this is the kind of, this is the kind of thing that happens when you let those guys know you're coming in advance and you have a good reputation with valets. They keep telling me I'm closed. Every, they're closed every time I tell them I'm coming. <laughs> you don't tip well enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You always are a very good yeah. tipper. But we get up there, and they have a spot reserved for us with birthday balloons. And Chris up there messages me back. He goes, what do you guys like to drink? And I said, well, for the girls, probably champagne. And for us, you know, Jared and I are whiskey drinkers. So I said Manhattans or Old Fashions or something. They meet us at the car door, take us out of the valet with drinks in hand, and ready for us to come in. And then we go upstairs to the attic because no reservations. And they have a table set aside for us overlooking the falls, like the best table in the house up there. And mind you, the attic doesn't have reservations, but they knew we were coming. So they made sure we had a spot for us. Absolutely killed it. Awesome night. Great shout out to those guys. Like I can't thank them enough for making it just a really fun night for everybody. So, Well, and I, I'm not going to take the air out of the room, but we just got news. Oh. That Nikki Louder passed away today. Well, thanks for killing that vibe. I, I'm, well, it's very car-related, and it that just is. came... This will be huge by the time this comes out. But, yeah, he just passed away, like, uh, today, on the 21st. Man, rest in peace, Nicky Lauder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you... And if you haven't seen... Uh, was it Rush? Rush. Go see Rush. Excellent movie. Absol- excellent movie, yeah. Yeah. I just had to confirm it to make sure. But, yeah, that's a sad day. Heck of a race car driver, heck of a, a team manager, everything. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Dan. But you asked for car Apologize content. Apologize to Alexa. Yes, you ruined exactly. her birthday. I mean, it's already passed, but you just ruined yeah, it. Yeah, Nikki, thanks for ruining Alexa's birthday. <laughs> You're terrible. Yeah, I'm going to hell for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was, uh, oh, yeah. Then we had, of course, the birthday party Saturday. Then we had the Oh, scu- you weren't done. Sorry, I probably no, should have no, told that. No, You're yeah. right. That story did come at a wrong time. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. And so I'm just going to pick it back up because we had the skunk birthday party on Sunday, and that was really fun. <laughs> yes, we did have a skunk birthday party. So I'm lost. Does the skunk is the skunk's birthday actually like a day after yours? No, it's Thursday, which will be the day before this <laughs> it, airs. It's the skunk's real birthday. Yes, is a day before your birthday. No, no, no. no it's same day. Seven, six days later. Six days later. Okay. Yeah. That's the giant game of who's on first. I know. Okay. I just I was just clear. I just you know. And it's, it's no matter skunk how and I have a, a rocky relationship. It's so. No matter how many times I say this, people think I'm like using a reference to like a cat or something. No, it's a skunk. It's it an made ex- an appearance at Exotics this weekend. Didn't yeah, it, it yeah. pretty much stole the show. Uh, Flirt a toilet on Instagram if you guys want to follow. It's it's pretty hilarious. So anyway, it was a really really fun weekend with incredible weather that we didn't expect. 
I mean, it was supposed to be okay, but it was just gorgeous Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Absolutely. Or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, yeah. yeah. It's a nice day. It was. You uh, you find a car yet? I did. Are we keeping a secret still? Yep. Once you well, get it, what type of stuff are you going to do with it? It's coming into summer. <laughs> well, I'm going to give it away because by the time this comes out, this will be... So the first thing I'm doing is I, I sold some stuff today uh, so I could afford the torque wrench I need with that car. Kidney. And so the uh, yeah, so the people who understand, who heard that automatically know immediately what I got. But uh, Did you actually have to buy like a branded torque wrench? No, no, no. I had to buy a special one that has three extensions in the, in the off chance that I need to change a wheel on the road. Most tire shops won't be able to change it. So Fair enough. So you have to provide your own wheel. Well, it's just... Okay. When you're traveling with a car versus if you're just going around here, no problem. Every tire shop here is going to be able to accommodate you, and you'll be fine because we live on the east side. But mm-hmm. if I'm in South Dakota and nobody's ever seen one before. Getting the locking lugs off a of Yugo is tough. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So you got to be prepared. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of road trip prep. Um, I've got to travel a very, very long way for this car. It was worth it. It's the exact car I want. But uh, Yeah, but uh, I mean, if I'm not wrong, the car was from here originally, Yeah, right? the car was from here. Like it went across sold. the country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and now it's coming back. So. Fun. Well, I'm excited, and uh, I'm excited to finally reveal that. So yeah, we'll definitely post some pictures. I hope Carl yeah. will help me out with that. We'll have a little fun there because it's going to be a fun photo shoot with that one. Yeah, be nice to do a photo shoot with Carl. Yeah, it's always. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do something stupid and goofy, you know? Yeah, that's not like us at all. What are you talking about? Yeah, when you look around this room, everybody looks pretty well dressed, except one of us. Is it you? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you assume it's me? (laughs) I love that suit. Apparently, I'm the only one in here with style, taste, and sophistication. (laughs) Drink the rain here. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. And, of course, now it's dumping rain today. Guess what I found out? That's such an (laughs) open-ended question. I know. (laughs) Do you know where babies come from now? (laughs) I do. Okay. Good. I also found out I needed new wipers. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah, because mine were all dry. I bought a new car from Carter Subaru, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to solve that problem. Did I need I ever, a new wiper. Did I ever tell you that story? So, like, they, they, were, he was, they were pitching the car to me, the Crosstrek, and, and he goes, yeah, you got heated wiper blades. And I'm sitting there thinking, good God, that sounds extremely expensive. Like, <laughs> what's it going to cost to replace those things? He's like, no, 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 no. There's just a heated element in the windshield. I'm like, oh, great. What's it going to cost to replace the windshield? <laughs> so, I, I got good wipers. I'm good. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Dan. Yeah, it's a, a good time of the year, though, to say this right. Summer slash eyes your car. Not summarize as in condense, but a, you can definitely... Everybody talks about winterizing their car. You actually need to summarize your car as Absolutely. well when you have multi-season states. One of those things is cracking rubber. If you've got a soft top, make sure that all the seals are lubed up. I learned that the hard way on an S2000 and spent way too much money on replacing seals. Soft top, sunroof, the felt and sunroofs. Exactly. Windshield, all rubbers in the car. Yep. Check your brake fluid. It's hydroscopic, which means it absorbs water, which when you have changing seasons like we do, that means it is just needs to be replaced more often than it does in other states. The more you know. The more you know, rainbow comes up. <laughs> Check your tires. If you're smart, and I say this literally, if you're smart, you will change tires from season to season. And right now is the perfect time to put better tires in your car, Jared. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Jared's tires are too old. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs to see right away tire because they've brought that up many times. It's <laughs> not safe, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs some, I think some Continental Sport Contacts would be the right car, right tire for that car. Pilot Supports are my go-to or 4 But you did S's. say if you were smart, you'd get new tires. So that's, I explained Yeah, it. I know. Yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> so. yeah, you had your moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's our Carter Subaru tip of the week. Make sure your car is ready for summer. Make sure you go through the maintenance. If you don't know how to do it, take it to the dealer. We have tons of partners through Avance you can go see, but uh, there's plenty of options. You don't have to spend every dime in your bank account to get your car ready. Uh, more importantly, you know, if you want to learn to do it yourself, check out YouTube. If you feel comfortable, go down that, go down that route. Or just go to Jared's house. He'll do it for you. Which means he'll take it to my house. <laughs> go to Jared's house. He'll take it to Dan's house. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You want to introduce today's guest? I would love to. Oh, please do. <laughs> Our guest today is Jillian Titus. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show, Jillian. Thank you. It's such an honor. Oh, that's very sweet of you. She's never listened to the show. That's not true. <laughs> I listen to No, I know I you listen, listen to, to all of them. Honor. <laughs> all of them ever since I met Dan. Yeah, we met. Uh, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> How did, did we meet officially really through, I mean, I knew who you were ahead of time because of the car, but I think it was through Bella Corsa, really. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was through Bella Corsa, the um, all-female driving club that I belong to through, <laughs> um, through Amanda here at Drivers Club. Uh, and you want to tell everybody what you're driving? Oh, yeah. I have a... Uh, 
2018 uh, 9-11 Targa for GTS. Which is perfectly specced. It's just such it's a sexy pretty. words coming. I mean, that, it's just, I love Porsche names. There's <laughs> <laughs> just something about it. It's I like, think I mean, a lot of them are named after, um, like, famous routes, right? Like yeah. the Panamera. Yes. And, yeah. Famous roads, famous drives, mm-hmm. racetracks, yeah. Uh, and that is chalk white, center locks. It is a GTS, of course, so it's got the nice options. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit faster. Really comfortable. And I drove around the building. when you parked it around front i parked it around yeah that's right did you put it in sport plus uh no i was barely (laughs) it took me a minute to get the emergency brake off (laughs) we were laughing because i didn't know where it was and i'm like yep we were laughing about that as you were moving the car we're like yeah it's he's not gonna find the e-brake right away i thought it took a while well then it's one of those things where i took my knee off the brake it was it was in park to take the parking brake off, but then mm-hmm. you have to have your foot on the brake to take the parking right. brake yeah. off. Yeah. And I couldn't see the parking brake with my knee. So, yeah. <laughs> it has a feature, and I don't know if it, if it always works. It doesn't work in reverse, but um, if I'm going forward and I haven't taken the brake off, if I just keep my foot on the gas, it will, like the car is smart enough, it will say like, just okay, burn dumb, the brake off. Dummy, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, will, it will release the brake. And yeah, and I didn't, I didn't really want to. I, I, I was wondering that in reverse. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, if I just keep pushing it or if I'll just end up in a wall behind it. <laughs> <laughs> comes off real fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank God that didn't happen. That would have been an interesting story. Yeah, but I do appreciate like the the different like options, right? Like you turn the dial, you can go really loud, yeah. faster. It, it, it is spec gorgeously. I mean, I was... The one thing I was talking to Dan about is I was I'm so used to driving Porsches. But when I have the opportunity where I get in, you have to actually put the key in, mm. and you have the I guess it's the Porsche keyless option, mm. which yeah. still looks Porsche like you have Connect, a key yeah. in the. Yeah. Car. Mm-hmm. It's still does that does that key actually come out? The one that's it in the d- dash? it's it's just a, a mock little piece of plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if you need the key for if for if for whatever reason it doesn't recognize that the key that you've brought into the car is registered, oh. um, you can actually do it the old-fashioned way by pulling that little plastic block out and putting the key in. I love that about Porsches. I love the fact that the ignition's always been on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to put my hands up and go left, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and Porsche did that for a quick history lesson because back when you had to do a Le Mans running start, you jumped in the car. The, the idea was that they could have the key in the left hand, they could grab the shifter with their right hand, and that would save them about a second and a half yeah. jumping into the car in a Le Mans start. So they could, so basically, they could use as much as they could all at once. So you're telling me that's why Saab was always so slow because it was like in the middle of the car and like (laughs) under the emergency brake. (laughs) I got this. Saab made jets. (laughs) Yeah, but it takes a while to start a jet. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as much as, you know, the the, the car is one story. And it is a cool story in how you got that car. And we will talk about that in a minute. But uh, the reason you're here is not because you drive a nice car. The reason you're here is because you have a great story to tell. And I love that story. (laughs) And our listeners actually... If they are news savvy, we'll know that story, actually. Mm. So let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about you, how you grew up, where you are now, and how you got there, and getting the car and everything else comes with that. All right. So we'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. Uh, we're talking with Jillian, Hi. Uh, a good friend of ours and uh, car enthusiast. Yeah. Um, and we uh, briefly touched upon your beautiful, beautiful automobile before we left. But Thank I you. think uh, what Dan and I were talking about and us knowing you, I mean, Dan's known you a little bit longer than I have, but we've had the, the joy of going on a drive with you or, or trying to keep <laughs> up with you, fun. I should say. She's a good driver. I passed both of you. Yeah, if I didn't have a McLaren, I wouldn't have been able to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I, I was telling your <laughs> yeah. parents that before you came here, actually. Oh, I was no, like, oh, my dr- mom is going to have nightmares. <laughs> no, no, I told her you were a very good driver. I was impressed at how fast you were. Um, that doesn't make her feel better. <laughs> She's safe and fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom is a, is like afraid. Of, she's worried about everything. So well, you're in a very safe car. So she means she's a good mom. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm lucky. You know, there's the things you tell your mom, and there's the things you talk about after your mom knows. <laughs> right. Like, you know. She always keeps me on the straight and narrow. My mom always used to be like, "Is there something you want to tell me?" Like, what do you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to self-incriminate. Like, uh, <laughs> let's talk about what the neighbors know, and let's talk about what you know. So, yeah. Yeah. But let's uh, let's go let's kind of go back mm-hmm. many many years ago, way way long ago. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, say how far back do we want to go, but I guess you could... Back to the trailer park? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know what? That's a great way to start that out, actually, because uh, knowing you now and looking at you now, I don't think anybody sees that. Yeah. And it's a good story. It's a good road. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Porsche parked outside a trailer? It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I've that seen would be a, a sight to see. I've yeah. seen a Cayenne towing a trailer. Yeah. I'd have so <laughs> many questions. Yeah. I would automatically think drug dealer or something. <laughs> um, yeah. I grew up in, I was born in Wyoming. Uh, I can't say I remember it except for I drove through it with my Targa GTS this last um, summer when I picked it up from Springfield, Illinois. I wanted to pass through my homeland. I had never even visited Wyoming, which was cool um, to be there. But yeah, I lived in trailer parks as a little girl. It's pretty wild to think that I drive this fancy car that costs more than my parents probably have, my biological parents, excuse me, had ever made in their whole life. Um, you know, not that that's the claim to fame, but. No, but yeah, but yeah it is an interesting twist of fate there. Yeah. Um, and you moved around a bit when you were younger a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to um, 13 primary schools in my first nine years of school, so. I moved quite a lot. I lived in almost every state in the West. I could list them all, but a lot in um, Montana. I lived in Great Falls. Oh, I and love Great Falls. Yeah. 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 Um, they think Maelstrom Air Force Base is there. Um, and I lived in Billings and I moved to Seattle in seventh grade, which I think if I'm doing the math right was 1996. Um, custody battle type of thing Got it. and yeah so I was living in Lower Queen Anne which was not a, a really fancy neighborhood <laughs> yes, at the time yeah it, nice and really nice now but not so different times it was, then yeah it was super industrial it had um you know like we had to get, go in through the alley um driveway and uh when I turned 16 I think I think it was when I turned 16 my um the DEA came into our back parking lot and took my mom to prison. She went away to jail for a few years, and I uh, didn't want to go to um, to foster care. You know, like, that was really scary for me. And I didn't have any family that lived in Seattle, and so I basically couch surfed and for the last two years of high school. Yeah. Know. Way mm -hmm. to take the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, Who doesn't have a good DEA I mean, took my mom away story? <laughs> well, it was, it was really crazy. <laughs> so I, I mean, it, since this is a car show, I was, I was warming up my car <laughs> and uh, it was a super dusty. I think it was a, I don't remember what year it was, but it was, a, it was a three door hatchback. Really? It was such a bucket. <laughs> it was such a bucket. It had like, uh, needed a new catalytic converter so you could hear it coming from like two blocks away. <laughs> Not a very covert car for my mom's a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I, um, I worked all summer scra like scraping paint at UW um, on the benches and then like I'd get there at 6 a.m. and um, scrape paint off of the benches until two in the afternoon and then I would go to Cinnabon at the mall and work until 10 p.m. and I saved up all summer so that I could afford that car and I was so proud that I bought it and I didn't take my driver's test until I had the car. I was like what's the point of a driver's license if I can't drive? Um, so I've been pretty independent um, my whole life. Yeah and then you really threw a wrench in the twist of fate <laughs> there at a younger age than most people would expect at 17 yeah it was? 16 mm -hmm. I think it was 16 yeah so I was warming up my car I was in my cheer outfit I always knew that I didn't want the life that my my bio parents had right um and I think around somewhere just before then I, I kind of took control of my grades and kind of had a vision for how I wanted my life to look there were a few teachers and um that that I had in high school that I sort of admired and they were always well, like very well put together. They were always nice to everyone and um, they didn't seem to be stressed out all the time. And I kind of, um, you know, idolized them and role model. Non-stressed out teachers. You, know, you, don't, you don't hear about that. These <laughs> days. <laughs> it's just kind of rare, yeah. I guess. But yeah. Most of them want to be armed now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, speaking <laughs> of being speaking of yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. You're welcome. Transition. <laughs> nice very, very well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of being armed, you went on to do that and you straight up 
joined the army. I joined the army. Yep. I uh, <laughs> I won't I won't talk about how I um, how I actually was able to enlist with my parents being in prison, but. Um, <laughs> but you ended up in the army <laughs> somehow. I ended up in the yeah, army. Very so you went to the army. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I joined in 1999. Uh, I was 17 years old when I went to basic and in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. It was hot as hell. <laughs> like I like I can't I'd never experienced this thing where you are trying to pull your pants up and you can't like literally can't pull your pants up because you're so freaking wet <laughs> from the humidity and uh you know there's there's no sh- shut up <laughs> no Nick out of the gutter onto the show <laughs> I said nothing <laughs> You can tell by the teeth marks in my hand. I think even the podcast audience saw that. <laughs> I, don't, I said nothing. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean that. Um, no, it was from the humidity. <laughs> I went to military school. I actually know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There, so. there was there was no love from the drill sergeants. They didn't they didn't care. And I actually think that I, in some ways, I probably wanted the discipline. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from a pretty loose upbringing, um, where you, I mean, I saw all sorts of stuff. I. I really think that it helped help me understand that you can push your body and your mind to a place that you don't even know you can go to, um, you know, waking up after two hours of sleep and running for miles and or walking for 26 miles with many, you know, pounds and pounds and pounds of stuff on your back and your rucksack. And I happen to be the best marksman in my battalion. So speaking yeah. of, speaking <laughs> of, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got to go to the U.S. weapons range, which was really fun, and I got to shoot rocket launchers and all sorts <laughs> of fun things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> like a shot. Well, don't I think mean, she'd miss. Growing up in Montana, I, I I alluded to the trailer park, but my my bio dad was an avid hunter and fisherman, and he drug me along for like hunting and fishing torture all the time, and. Um, <laughs> no, never I, heard I, it called I, hunting and fishing. I, torture. I think, I think it was a, a class in like elementary school. You had to take hunter safety. And so, you know, so I smart, grew up, actually. yeah, I grew up, I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I say what you will about, about guns, but people use them for hunting. And I think if you're going to be around them, you should be well-trained. I don't think I, I'll throw my opinion. You can't eat meat and be disagree with hunting. It's the most humane way to eat meat. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was the best marks in my battalion. I was, um, served in the army for eight years. It was a huge honor, but, um, what did you do in the army? Like, I, yeah, that's a good question. So I, um, mostly was responsible for mobilizing reservists into active duty. So after nine 11, um, we needed a lot more active duty soldiers for combat. Um, and my job was to kind of go, we would basically, an entire unit would get mobilized, they would get orders, and then they would send, the army would send a tiger team in to activate them. So you'd have um, JAG legal people, you would have medical people to make sure that um, their health was still in order, you would have um, personnel, which was primarily my job, um, to make sure that like your ex-wife isn't listed on your <laughs> beneficiary papers <laughs> and your, your new baby is listed as a, as a beneficiary and you would, um, you know, get paid properly and all that would happen before you get deployed. Yeah. It was kind of, kind of sad though, because I mean, you, I think that they're getting better about this, but, um, there's a lot of people where the, the date that their orders are set for them to deploy is like a day or two after a major life event, like, they're planning to get married or um you know they're graduating from college yeah yeah yeah. and 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 it's things that are planned they have family coming and you know there was nothing I could do for them and I would tell them to call the Red Cross but I think that they're getting better about that now let's hope so then after that you went back to Cinnabon right (laughs) (laughs) no no and when you're hungry you're hungry I actually I think I ate a Cinnabon I they're not paying me to say this, but I, I wouldn't mind if they sent me some. I <laughs> love Cinnabons to this day. I could eat one every day and They're never so get sick good. of them. They're so good. I was told never to eat anything bigger than my head, which is a task. But <laughs> at Cinnabon, you can do that. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I ate three a day when I was working there. <laughs> and yeah, like I, I love them. <laughs> I love them. Like not leftover though. They have to be fresh out of the oven. I don't know. So when your birthday comes up. Like just talking. I know, right? <laughs> like so no, I didn't, I didn't go back to Cinnabon. I think I would die. I might like have <laughs> my heart. Sugar my overload, yes. My arteries would finally collapse or something. Yeah. Finally? <laughs> <laughs> Here's planning for the future. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, no, I um I, I think I immediately after high school I I got the F out of Seattle. <laughs> I think I had just I had enough and I wanted to go kind of spread my wings. I'm yeah. I took I think I had I had a car that what was it? It was like a Nissan um Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna remember what it was. It was that memorable. <laughs> it had it had grass growing in the back seat. <laughs> the back window wouldn't roll up. <laughs> Why did you do basic and then come back and then do a, another year of high school? You did, okay. yeah, yep. And so I had I to wear my uniform once a month to school. That was like my wow. Yeah, my job so that I got paid. I got I got a I got a salary from the army during that time. Interesting. That's badass. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, I went from being a cheerleader. The year prior, and you know, to yeah. you know, coming army in fatigues. with army fatigues, yeah, my BTUs. Yeah, and so, but uh, but post military, you went to this little place called NASA, I think it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I, I moved to LA and um, I got a job temping at Rite Aid in the in the DC in their distribution center, north of LA. I think it was in in Lancaster. Um, which is, uh, if you look it up, they have a really huge air show. If you're into into airplanes, they have a huge air show up there every year. It's really cool. Um, And I worked the night shift and I drove, I think at the time I had a BMW 318iS. That's one of the little like rear-ended hatchback things. No, it wasn't the hatchback. It looked just like the 325, but it had a smaller engine. Oh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. how quickly for we forget ugly cars. A 92. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I liked it. I loved that car. I wish I still had it, actually. I have a thing for Beamers. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I went to um, work the night shift and had to drive pretty far to get back home. And then I got sick of that, and so I went to work for NASA. Just, yeah, sure. Why not? It's a natural <laughs> progression to go from Rite Aid to NASA. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. actually, from I, I drugs to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. logistics. Uh. Yeah. yeah, so fair what, enough. What kind of work did you do at NASA? I, mean, I knew um, you worked there, but I didn't know anything about the career, your career there. I was there, I think I was there for almost three years. Yeah, three years and four months. Um, I managed a program um, for their Dryden Flight Research Center, which is on Edwards Air Force Base. It's kind of in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Um, I manage a program called SBIR and STTR, which stand for Small Business Innovative Transfer and Small Business, uh, oh, I'm in a a technical research, something, something close to that. Um, basically a grant program where NASA has, uh, interesting research that they need to learn about, but they can't resource or they don't have the talent to learn about so things like we need a paint that shows stress fractures on the wings or we need um you know a sensor that can sense something you know whatever it is that the the, en- the engineers are trying to solve they would put out a solicitation to the um, small business community and also the research community which tends to be like phd students yeah. um and give away you know millions of dollars of the government's money cool <laughs> And then they would um, come back with research, which NASA then owns. And hopefully at the end of it, they have a commercial product. But yeah, I was there for three years. I'm still um, super close with some of the people that I that I met there. They're wonderful. So were you putting together the teams or researching or soliciting? The, 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 these? You'd go out to the market and say, we need a stress, a paint that shows stress. Mm-hmm. And then you would, you would gather the teams and, and help build it? We would, I would manage the process. So kind okay. of like procurement, but for intellectual property. Oh. Um, I would say, hey, we have, uh, we need researchers for a particular topic. And I would put that on the internet and I would receive all their proposals back. And then I would find engineers inside of NASA who could, or scientists, um, who could understand it well enough to say if it was a good idea or not. And, um, and then the, we would all get into a room and argue about who got funding. And then I would have to assign somebody to the project and um, have them keep track if the, if the um, grantee was actually doing what they were supposed to be doing. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it's basically, it's, it's procurement fundamentals for any of our listeners that are in procurement. Mm-hmm. It's just different different products. You get that, Dan? Totally. <laughs> There's a quiz at the end. <laughs> I'm seeing a generalized theme in my mind. Of, uh, she's really good at organizing people. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, exactly. yeah. Other than that, I Give mean, me everything else to made solve. total sense to me. I mean, I you know so. Yeah, and you know it's funny. <laughs> before we get into the next one, I know the next job actually, and it, it's it's like this. Still, this whole story's fun. But our, our, we did heading a f- to Walgreens. Carl got it. <laughs> yeah, heading to Walgreens. I did not yeah. work for Walgreens. Yeah. So. 
Carl got a hold of me, uh, I think it was Friday. Carl's our photographer. You've seen, if you've looked at any of our photos, that's typically Carl behind the lens doing the fun stuff. And he goes, we need a theme for Monday. We got to do a fun theme photo shoot. All right. (laughs) So I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, let's just do something like fancy and glam. Like let's, let's, (laughs) let's dress it up and have some fun. He's like, that was the theme. Oh, (laughs) never mind. You'll you'll understand. Yeah. You'll understand when you see the photos, (laughs) but it, you had posted something funny that made me laugh. It's like you got this, you had this Gucci cape. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and and I was like, perfect. We're doing glam. It's like, this is, we're going to go a little yeah. over the top and have some fun with this. So uh, several members of our regular audience and Drivers Club members and us get together yeah. and we had some fun with this. But your next job kind of leads me into that a little yeah. bit. Damn, yeah. we are not expensing a Gucci cape for you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I we talked about it. We no, can totally write no, it off. we did not. <laughs> I'd look so good in a cape. <laughs> I tend to like That's name brands. That's a different... Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I... Well, actually, in, in truth, my next job was laying on the beach. <laughs> I, I took, like, the summer off after college. I was just beat. I didn't sleep much. I was tired. But when I ran out of money, <laughs> I, <laughs> I went to work for Tiffany um, for two years. I was in operations in their Seattle store. It was actually really fun. I got to wear tiaras around all day. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I did. I did that once or twice. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was actually pretty, pretty eye-opening to see. Like your sticker shock wears off pretty quickly. Yeah, I um, get, get that with like, the car stuff. Wow, that's a forty thousand dollar diamond. That seems like a good price. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was there for a couple years, and um, I liked it a lot. It's kind of funny, just uh, as we remind our listeners, this is coming from the trailer park and your mobbing rest of the VA, and now you <laughs> go from NASA to working at Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. And then, where did you go from Tiffany? Is that... Um, after Tiffany, I went to a company called Greenpoint Technologies, and they um, subcontracted with the U.S. government. I worked on um, lots of Boeing projects. So yeah. I think I did, worked on a plane for the King of Thailand, and I worked on an um, Air Force One. Just that. Yeah, and I worked on um, many different Saudi princes' planes. So we um, may have skipped this step, and you said it briefly b- before about the, the. But where did you go to school? You said you, when you got oh, up, yeah. when I ran out oh, of money after college, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, on a yeah, beach. Like, okay, so where did you go? Yeah, yeah. I went to school in LA. I went to Cal State. Um, all praise to the California State School System for um, university. I graduated with no debt. Better than the Which Cal State penal system. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> my tuition, uh, I think your listeners will, will be amazed, but I took as many classes as, as I could in community college, which were, I think they were $11 per credit. Oh. So, yeah. So I, I think that my entire tuition for a, for a quarter was like $100. And this was in two, 2000 to 2005. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, Jared's um, wife Ashley has just finished her master's. Yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. And, and when I went, to she's c- crying now. There were only so <laughs> many classes I could transfer, and certain classes you can't transfer. So I had to take many at um, at the full Cal State um, University, and they were ninety nine dollars a credit. So um, no, I'm sorry. Is that it, they, my tuition for the quarter was was nine hundred dollars? Wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's still that inexpensive, but um, fortunately, I, w- I had a job working for, for NASA and Rite Aid when I was in school, and I paid cash. I didn't have well, to take any... Were the credits just that cheap, or were you getting uh, GI Uh No, I did unlost. get in-state tuition because okay. I was in the Army, but um, that was regular in-state tuition. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel for the kids now, to yeah. be honest. it's um, Well, lending now is practically predatory. It's incredibly expensive, and I, I just it never even occurred to me to take the debt. Yeah. I, I said, you know, if I couldn't have afforded the classes, I might have just taken a second job. Huh. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, wow. I think that's where we head to Nintendo, right? Or shortly after? Yeah, yeah. So I worked um, on in aerospace for a while. I was laid off, which sucked. Just so we're clear, <laughs> I love the fact that she's worked so many cool places. She's reading this off basically her LinkedIn <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah. She's like, now where did <laughs> I go <laughs> next? I, next? I know I documented this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah okay, well, before sure. we go in, it's funny because like the story is <laughs> pretty interesting up until this point. Like you mm-hmm. have made your but this is where things get really interesting yeah. to me, and most of our listeners will find this as well. Yeah. And I love this story. This is one of my f- favorite things I never knew about you until <laughs> I got to know you, and I was. I'll let you tell it because it's your story and it's amazing. Yeah, Nintendo's really special to me and my, my family. 
Um, I liked Zelda a lot. Yeah, me too. I played. <laughs> I Let played her tell the story, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I played Nintendo um, video games growing up. I mean, of course, as we all did. And I was laid off from Greenpoint and um, needed a job. And I had a. I, I applied probably for like a hundred jobs a day or something, just trying to make make sure I could pay my bills. And um, in like May of 2008, I applied for a job at Nintendo as a, a junior buyer. I had been in procurement at Greenpoint before that, and so it made sense. And I had a dream about Super Mario Brothers <laughs> the next day, <laughs> um, and, or overnight that night. And I got a call from a recruiter the very next day, and um, it happened really fast. I was hired there, and um, I uh, made friends with these wonderful people, Ross and Sandra, who um, later became my parents, which is like <laughs> kind of crazy to think about now. But um, video games make families. Yeah, Listen to me. yeah. there are some other articles out there which says, I, I don't know, one of the taglines was like, Nintendo employees are so happy they're adopting each other or something like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but there's um, there's some other articles about the adoption if, if people are interested. I, I, will link, I will link the USA yeah. Today and the Kotaku articles like yeah. that. They're, they're good. Um, yeah. yeah, how old were you at this point though I was 28 28 yeah yeah that's an interesting thing so um so yeah I was 28 when I was adopted and a lot of people don't know that adult adoption is a is a thing and it's legal in I think every state now or almost every state maybe not Alabama I don't know um (laughs) (laughs) I mean they seem to be going backwards but whatever um (laughs) no offense to all my Alabama friends but um (laughs) Did it just get hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so adult adoption is, is totally legal. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, you have a pre-existing relationship with someone who helped raise you. Um, and you want to make it legit for either, um, you know, your own emotional state or for, um, you know, in, you know, I think there's some inheritance benefits in some states or I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but. Yeah, so um, it turned out that, like, I was having panic attacks, and uh, we had, like, a basically, like, you know, you create quasi-family with people. Mm-hmm. You, your your need for family never dies. Yeah, we don't know anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you never outgrow your need for, for parents and siblings, and, like, whether they're blood or not. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to create, as humans, these bonds with people, and um, and I had that with Ma and Pa, as I call them now, but Ross and Sandra, and um, I would like bring my boyfriends over and they would quiz them and tell them, tell me later that they weren't good enough. And like, <laughs> you know, my mom would be up all night. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, and my mom would be up all night, you know, making sure if I was home after going out partying with my girlfriends or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, typical mom stuff. And um, it, I got to a point where I was having panic attacks and, um, pretty freaked out my my biological mom I just didn't trust her there was some uh potentially credit fraud that um I don't I don't I can't prove you know it's hard to prove but um I just didn't want those to be my next of kin I had no husband no kids no siblings to protect me if I was in a coma and we learned that adoption was an option for us and so we did it on what was it December or November 18th yeah Yeah. so you're I'm starting yes (laughs) yes yeah it was the day after like national adoption day um and we had to go to the courthouse and we got new clothes and it was really cute (laughs) it was really really cute um and we we like do all the regular family things like you know we have family day every two weeks I was uh, I was laughing because I met your I met your parents for the first time tonight when mm-hmm. they came in earlier before you and I met your your mom and I and I said I, it's funny I know the story I, mm-hmm. that that she's adopted but you guys look a lot alike <laughs> and everybody <laughs> here is nodding with me because yeah. like, they look a lot alike yeah <laughs> not yeah. as bad as when I stuck my foot in my mouth when I she's like are my parents here I'm like uh, is your mom <laughs> blonde like you she goes yeah oh yeah your mom's up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so after like we 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 had our adoption. Um, and uh, I don't know how much how much after that, but the you know news story came out. But um, after that, uh, we were offered a TV show at some point, which you know sounded really fun at the time. But 
um, after we read all the comments that were on the on the um, news article about the adoption, I just realized that fame wasn't really my thing. I didn't like the the negative comments, and so I decided to kind of keep a low pro. Yeah, which uh, you don't really do anymore with that car, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhat low pro. <laughs> not not uh, reality TV star. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. just I'll go I'll go earn my living doing real work. Yeah, and you well, you've always seemed to have done that. That's kind of the cool story yeah. here with you. Is uh, I hope people listen to this and <laughs> realize you're not you're not bound to where you started. Yeah, not at all. Because yeah, we all have options. Um, they might be rough. I mean, I think I slept three hours a night or something for probably ten years, and you know, I I would say it paid off. Yeah, I would probably agree with mm-hmm. that. And <laughs> and just like keeping a positive outlook and making sure that you nurture the right relationships you know everything co- falls into place she makes it sound so easy but you tell the you hear the story like she <laughs> says things like i slept for three hours for 10 years That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah oh that totally makes sense then yeah what do you got to do work your ass off would mm-hmm. be the theme that mm-hmm. i uh, i've always said you know if, if you want to be successful if you do just got to work out outwork everyone else around mm-hmm. you that's typically that may not make you filthy rich but it'll get you more than buy yeah it's interesting like um you know before i worked at nintendo i had really no family you know like um and yet i i had nice things i've always liked to drive a nice car um i had like i think i mentioned earlier i had a a 92 318 is um which was a ten thousand dollar car at the time which i could have bought a honda but i didn't i wanted a bmw and i loved it and then i traded that in for another bmw and i had a 2002 it was like two years old at the time which was such a luxury um uh, 325i and I loved that car even more it was majestic blue I loved that thing and um and people used to tell me like oh you're a daddy's girl how does it feel that somebody <laughs> bought you that car and I used to get so mad you know I would tell them to go f- off and like <laughs> <laughs> a daddy's girl as in I want nothing to do with my daddy yeah me so mad and I mean at this point I'm just like whatever like even my my Porsche people think somebody bought it for me yeah. somebody um, did you I did yeah <laughs> that's somebody yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um that's actually a cool story in itself as well there's there's always a story with everything and that wasn't as simple as walking into the dealer and buying it mm-hmm. either um let's take a quick break we'll get uh, we'll touch on where you're at now a couple of the other fun hobbies which <laughs> I think are very cool and yeah. uh, when we come back we'll jump right into that Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Where did we leave off? Oh, it's been many moons. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we just finished talking about uh, your adoption, really, which is a very cool story. Like I said, we will post the links. We'll post the links to that. It'll be on our on the webpage for this episode, as well as links to adopt Dan and I. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We like to be fair. I I think we did. We did two interviews. We did one with Cairo, and we did one with MSNBC, which I think they later posted on the Today Show website. But the Kotaku one is fun. The comments are funny. Yeah, it's a fun to read. (laughs) That was the question I had: is how did the story get out? Like, how did it? Um. Well, I think that how were you discovered? One of my mom's friends was subscribing to some like. I don't know if it was like an email list um, and she saw it was like a call for people to be interviewed for topics. Um, we call, was it like cr- crazy aunt Barb? I don't remember. It, I just want to know the story it, behind crazy aunt Barb. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> now that's what I want to know. Like, anyway, she's um, pretty our, my, my, my mom's crazy friend told us that they were looking <laughs> for um, people to, uh, to interview about adult adoption. And so we replied. Was your mom hauled off by the DEA? (laughs) Did you then take your life and totally turn it around? (laughs) Were you adopted by family members at work? (laughs) Oddly specific, but yes. Um, Do you like eating Cheetos naked in a beanbag chair? Oh, no, not me. (laughs) Different article. (laughs) Different article, yeah. Speaking of which, I was was laughing with your your parents (laughs) off the break. They were talking about you starting at Nintendo and your uncanny resemblance to Princess Peach. I know. (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. During your orientation, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. And then two years later, yeah. they're your parents. <laughs> I, I actually I joined like a video game league at one point, And I remember like my, the cha- I was in the, the Mario Super Sluggers championship. And of course I had to play Princess Peach as of my course. character, right? It's only, it's just natural. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cliche. But yeah, I guess, I guess I do the blonde hair and whatnot. Although I don't know what Princess Peach has done for work. She drives a Porsche, I'll tell you that. Peaches and Porsches. Porsches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So beyond, um, we will get into, the the car story is an interesting one as Mm -hmm. well, actually. Uh, Your story obviously isn't in there. You are full of good stories. But for anybody who doesn't know, if you're buying a Porsche and you're trying Mm -hmm. to get a GT3 RS or a GTS even, most people people don't assume the GTS is on that, but the GTS also has an allocation, which means you don't just walk into your dealer and be like, I want a GTS. You have to have typically other Porsches Mm -hmm. before that, much like Ferrari does with their cars, and then you basically get allocated a GTS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a hierarchy um, uh, that, you know, Porsche provides GT allocations to dealerships that perform well. Um, that's what I was told. And so you, your, your Porsche dealership may only have a few allocations for a particular GT model that you want. So if um, you're like me and you decide that you want a Targa GTS based on the optioning and you want a Targa roof line, <coughs> you might um, go to you know, the local Porsche dealer and they can't give it to you. They just don't, they literally cannot sell it to you. Yeah. Um, they don't have an allocation. So yeah, that's, that's super common. So people look for them on the aftermarket or sometimes dealers will, um, fulfill their GT allocations early in the year. They'll mod them out based on what they think. Um, people will want, and uh, often collectors want to do their own specs. So the question I have for you is, how did you end up, uh, like you said, you're a lover of BMW and I was mm-hmm. too, but how did you one day wake up and go, you know <coughs> what, this is the car I want. Yeah. Why, why? How'd you get there? You know, I've always wanted a Porsche. I've always wanted a 911. Um, and I, I think it's common. Uh, some of your BMW loving listeners might also be in this boat. Like, it feels like a progression. Like, if you love a, a driver's car, you... Um, you'll love BMWs and you'll love Porsches. Um, Keeping in the family. I like, yeah, I like, I like other cars too. You know, I've, I've, um, I, you know, I enjoy like, of course, like I drive a Ferrari. I have that F12 T TDF in a heartbeat, oh, yeah. right? Like in a heartbeat. But um, if I'm spending my money in college, I'm going to get a used BMW three series. And, um, if I'm spending my money, you know, working in a big tech company, I'm going to buy a 911. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the allocation process is brutal. I, I think I was hunting for a year and couldn't find exactly what I wanted. I wanted a, a particular color. I wanted chalk or even a paint to sample color, which is even harder to get like, yeah. right. Like you, you, you get maybe invited to get an allocation. Um, and then you probably won't get PTS on top of it. Right. Paint, paint a sample. So I had to hunt. I um, I think at the time, and maybe even still now, there were less than 20 Targa GTS for sale in the U.S. Um, and it's a super rare 911. Um, a lot of people that want a GTS, they don't want the heavy um, roof operation that a Targa brings. Because um, so they want sexy, a, it's, it's really, I love it. Um, and, and just to be clear to our listeners, you're dailying this car. This yeah. is not a. This is not your fun car. This is. Yeah. yeah. I only have a one car garage in my townhouse, so I don't have room for two. Although I was talking to my parents a couple of days ago about um, wanting a three car garage, and they were like, "Yeah, you want to live in the city, and what?" <laughs> so maybe I need to store some cars here. Oh, there Drivers you go. Club. Yeah, we know yeah. a place. Yeah, we know a place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the allocation process is brutal. I had to network and um, I talked to everyone I knew that was a collector. The 17 Targa GTS that were for sale of any year were not what I wanted. And um, so I I finally met a collector through a friend, um, Treg Bradley. Thank you, Treg. Um, (laughs) He lives in um, Scottsdale with his lovely wife, Dawn, through my friend Krista. And they're dear friends now, but I thought maybe he would have one to sell to me. And he 
didn't, but he taught me a lot about what collectors are looking for and um, referred me to a dealership that had already told me to f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a pretty woman situation yeah, coming exactly. on here. Yeah. Say, yes. But I have money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but I want the Porsche. <laughs> yeah. I want the Porsche. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I ended up like getting referred back to a salesman who was like, "Oh yeah, Jillian, nice to <laughs> nice to hear back from you again." And I think Treg. I mean, I I would. Do you remember me? I was in here earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't know how many collectible Porsches he's purchased over the last few years, but he has um, a really amazing taste and uh, enough to call a dealer and say she's getting an allocation. Well, yes, I sir. I think what <laughs> happened is he tossed one back because they wouldn't give him the particular like even beyond getting a paint to sample color, you um, are limited in the options of paint to sample colors that Porsche will produce right. sometimes. So he wanted some exotic paint to sample colors and Porsche wouldn't give him to him and so he said you and he I think he gave gave the um the allocation back and he um, told them like, I know they have one. I know you have one because I just returned one to you. Ah. Um, so give her the allocation. <laughs> um, so I really had to hustle to get it and like make some connections. I still haven't seen yet a single um, Targa GTS just like mine. No, I haven't either. There's yeah. a very similar Targa 4S that I sometimes glance at and I think yeah. it's you that I look like, nope, not her. Yeah. Someone's told me he's seen a blonde girl riding around in a chalk target, but I don't believe it. The him. only one that I saw it was close is there is a, it's the best I can say is a dark or to British racing green one that parks mm -hmm. downtown, uh, a, a building across from Brooks Brothers that I've seen several times. Does it have the black target bar or is it silver? The, every time I've seen it, the roof's up. Are you, are you're talking about the, the bars. bar. Mm -hmm. I believe it's silver. I think it's silver. It's probably I it's silver. silver. I yeah. know which one you're talking yeah. about. Beautiful yeah. Car. It's funny. We talk about it on the show because that's how rarely we see Targas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That we're like, yeah, I know that Targa. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the community is... to know your Targas. Yeah, well, the community's small. I heard they were making one um, next year, but I, I haven't seen any pictures of it. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I love the Targa. I think that the... The um the roof line is so perfect for the Pacific Northwest. Well, um, really anywhere, but like I get, I like to have my hair done right, <laughs> and I don't want the wind flapping and like <laughs> they messing are it they all are up. making one. They have not had photos yet because we were talking with a, a gentleman yeah. who, here who's talking about was looking for one, and yeah. him and I were looking on the internet for pictures. And I found somebody had rendered one. He's like, where did you find that? I'm like, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's coming, though. Yeah. So. I, I, I think the, the, the new 911 is, is beautiful. I, I think that they'll make, typically what they'll do is they'll make a Targa, you know, a, a year or two after they release the new 911 body style. And then they'll make a GTS some number of years after that. So are you on the list now? No, no. I think I'd really like a GT3. Uh, yeah. We all would. Yeah. And, yeah. and and actually, I looked at them. I got so frustrated looking for a Targa GTS mm -hmm. that I was like, well, I'll go get a a GT3. I almost did. Our friends at Dundon Motorsports made me a very good offer. Mm -hmm. I no complaints. I just, it was a little more than I should spend, mm -hmm. so I didn't. But, uh, man, they are so impossible not to love. Yeah. Like, the GT3s are so great to drive. <laughs> They're so wonderful. And, I mean, even more the RS, right? Yeah. It's it's just, like, All the such an amazing... It, so the engineering is amazing. I, I went to lunch a couple of days ago with a, a friend of mine who has a GT3 RS and we went for a drive and like the back end of that thing just stays on the ground no matter what. Yeah, it's like the McLarens. I don't know how they get grip. They do. Mm -hmm. They hold so well. It just mm -hmm. yeah, They're amazing to drive. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I've been really happy with mine though. It's a good, I, I would say like, although, although it's expensive, um, it's a really good daily. It's not the most expensive Porsche. It's um, pretty rare, but um, it ain't cheap. It's not. It's not cheap, but it, you know, <laughs> any of the GT, other GTs yeah. are more expensive. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I drive it every day. Yeah, and you have it all with that because in the Targa uh, GTS or any of the any of the GTS models that aren't GT3 or numbered mm -hmm. models, you have rear seats. Mm -hmm. You have room and all that. Yeah, the GT3 Touring has rear. Does it have rear seats now? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember the tu the new touring the touring model. I don't know if it does. We're all looking around the room. Who has a touring here? I know. We need someone <laughs> to fact check us. I know it doesn't have a wing. No. Actually, I, know, I love that look. The GT3R and the GT3 Touring look. That's mm -hmm. my favorite. Because actually, yeah, I prefer wingless too. Porsches. But just because of that iconic shape. Yeah, that the shape is nice. But the, the wing does have some function. Oh, it's functional. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I just, I love that iconic classic Porsche shape. It's beautiful. I want the Panamera shooting brake. The GTS. 
Yeah. That, that Panamera is beautiful. That, that was in... That um, wing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I want the so wagon. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that car. That that Panamera that you're talking about with the wing that pops up was in the car, the um, all Porsche Concours last year, and I think it won the crowd favorite. It was so beautiful. It was like blue, dark blue and green, like bright green. Oh, I it know was, the one you're talking you know about. Which one I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, it it was. I don't think it was the hybrid. It, I think it was the GTS yeah. or a Turbo. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Because when the, when the you remember when the first Panameras came out, it looked like they just took a 911, stretched it, and put two more doors into it. Yeah, they, yeah, lem- they limoized it, it. So I mean, now th- with what they've done with that car is incredible. I like it. I have, you know, I'm I'm a 911 lover. Um, so I have a hard time with the SUVs. I think Porsche is doing like a a Macan GT3 RS. It's just. I just don't understand. They're doing a two-door Macan. You know, as long as they keep make, as long as They're selling all those SUVs allows Porsche to make the more extreme cars, because that really is where yeah. a ton of their money yeah. is coming from. I'm all for right. it. Right. You like, need a tow car. Yeah. If you something want, has to tow the trailer that tows the GT3. Yeah, and that I'm all for. So as much as I want to, <laughs> as much as I don't like that, <laughs> the same with Lamborghini and all that other yeah. stuff. Doing, I'm like, hey, I if like you the Lamborghini one. Oh, it's fun to drive too. Yeah. But as long as it or keeps allowing the Ferrari. Them, yeah. I just don't. I mean, like, would you call a f- like? Well, you wouldn't call it a La Ferrari like SUV, <laughs> right? Like, it just wouldn't happen. You, I mean, I just, I can't. Um, I don't know why Porsche would do that. I would love to picture a thousand horsepower Ferrari SUV actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the Ferrari SUV is coming, it, it, and it'll be based yeah. on the uh, the Alpha uh, Julia, not Julia, not Julia, Stelvia. 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 Yeah. 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 Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. Stop staring at the guests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm staring at your guns. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> Nick's wearing his sexiest shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate the SUV. What the SUVs do for the, like you said, the brand, but. Don't call it a GT3 RS. True. Just if I have a say, Ooh. which I don't. You know, the car stuff's fun, but before we move on a little bit, you have another really fun hobby that I think is oh, very cool. Which one? The sailing. Oh, Splunking. Yeah. Oh, Splunking. <laughs> Different yeah, hobby. Sailing. I love sailing. Um, it, again, like when I was growing up in Seattle, I would see the sailboats out on the water, and mm-hmm. it looked to me like a rich people's hobby, and I didn't think I could afford it, and I... Um, was working for AWS and looking out the window, um, Amazon Web Services, sorry, speaking of Yes, your current career is at my Amazon. Current, yeah, my current job. Um, I was looking out the window and seeing the sailboats every day, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go see about taking lessons. I heard that some other people in the office had done it, and so I did. Um, and I made, I apparently was, was technically good. And uh, one of my instructors suggested that I race before I consider buying a boat because you get um, to experience so many different models of boats and different positions um, in the <laughs> why am I getting I, I literally did nothing that time I was thinking yeah you get to experience Sailing. how falling off a boat faster <laughs> getting hit by the mask you know um, yeah, so. no so you can you could like trim main or you could um, trim Sorry. Totally know what that means. Um, anyway. So, <laughs> so I actually do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I took up sailing when I, like, right after I started working for Amazon, and I have loved it so much. It's, like, really one of the only things that turns my brain off. It causes me to have to focus 100%. It's like, that's not where you want to turn your brain off. You know, like, <laughs> all your anxiety is yeah. gone. All Fair the enough. things that you're worrying about melt away, and... Yeah. All you're thinking about is where's the wind coming from? What's the water doing over there? Like, how how well have I trimmed my sails? Um, do I need to turn soon? Is there an obstruction coming? Is there a stupid powerboat driver that's going to come <laughs> T-bone me? Bump to pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rubin's but, racing. But, I, you know, like, while cruising is fun, um, I really love racing. I like fast, fast cars, fast boats. That doesn't even surprise me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Very it's, cool. It's a fun sport. I've got a friend of mine that, that sells boats in Seattle and races them and they race yeah. up they race up to Alaska and some wow. of the, the things he talks about like are just incredible and the fact that being in the middle of nowhere, you're un, you're you're under sail and you know, you got a pot of whales with you and that's the only that's sound is that you have. I so. mean, the sound yeah. is really what, what gets me. You turn the motor off and you hear the water slopping against the side of the hole and um it's magical. It's so. just so peaceful. Sounds pretty surreal. Yeah. I mean, it's even nice for me to go sleep on my boat. I have like an old beater, like 1982 
Hotfoot 27, which is a Canadian brand. Um, you have fast. a sailboat. I have a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, let's get back to that point as it's, well. <laughs> it's old. It's, it's, it's not an expensive boat. Um, and it's been neglected, honestly, since I got the Porsche. But um, <laughs> understand. Someone yeah, I was going to say. Someone yeah. must suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'll just go sleep in the marina and... Um, I have usually not on the boat, just in the marina. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I totally get <laughs> the that. Who doesn't? I feel you. I, I love being on the water so much. Mm-hmm. I used to launch my boat when I had one. Like uh, I used to work nights, mm-hmm. and I'd go launch the boat as soon as I got off work. I'd get off work at six a.m. I'd drop the boat in the water. I'd post on Facebook that I'd be on the water. I'd mm-hmm. drop anchor. I'd find the cop and tell him I wasn't dead and the boat wasn't abandoned. Yeah, and like up north, and then I would just sleep until my friends would get there around two or three, yeah. and just. Uh, Cover myself in that a blanket. It was perfect. It was great. It was a wakeboard boat, but still, it's just I love being on the water. I think that's 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 the dream right there. Yep. I think sleep on your boat. I I saw an article recently about um, all these bachelors that are living all live like living aboard boats. I don't know. I'll have to find it and send it to you guys. It sounded funny. Sounds you fun. Can interview some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of racing, uh, I saw some great track photos from your last Avance track day, Adam. We had a great day on Friday. It did not rain, so that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, we were at the Ridge, uh, and yeah, we had about 60 cars, and uh, it was great. It was perfect. Saw some great video and footage. What a fun time. It was fun. We had everything. I mean, you know, M3s, 911. We had, um, let's see, we had a Cayman GTS mm-hmm. with the Martini uh, mm-hmm. livery on yeah, it. I've that seen was, that. That was pretty cool. He, he was actually car. from Portland. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Look at you expanding across state lines. We have been uh, for a while, yeah, I guess. But. Well, yeah, yeah. Portland's coming soon. So I'm yeah. sort of meeting lots of folks down there and, and sort of, that's a great community down there. A lot, it of, is. A lot of, a lot of gearheads. So that's, that was a lot of fun. The Northwest loves cars. The cities don't yeah. usually, but the people do. Uh, yeah. That's because we live outside <laughs> the city. Yeah. I live in the city. Yes. Yeah. And we're judging you for that. <laughs> I love it. You have a very nice spot in the city. Mm, thank you. Yeah. So uh, what's coming up next for Avance? Uh, we have, I think I t- mentioned this last time, we have an event with Zadart uh, coming up. Uh, you get to drive five different supercars, which is uh, a lot of fun. So that'll be a good time. That's going to be a really cool event, actually. Yep. yep. So that'll be fun. That's on Thursday the 30th. So that's all sold out. I'm good, bad, uh, but that's, uh, no, that's that good. should be fun. Yeah. yeah. So a 458, a Huracan, a 650S, a GTR, and an R8 V10. That is a hell of a lineup. Yeah. So those are some fun cars that you can drive. Yeah, and for anybody who's not a member of Avance and you want to get, get into something like that, uh, you're, the, the, cost, the cost of doing that in a place, like I think Vegas is the only place I can think of where you can go do that in a single mm-hmm. day, yeah. is astronomical. Yeah. So to go do that just on a test drive, and you have to be you know, an upstanding <sighs> member to yeah. do this. But yeah, 200 bucks. it's crazy cheap. Yeah. Crazy cheap. It sounds so, amazing. Yeah, so that should Sign be fun. Yeah, we can we find a spot for you. <laughs> I think probably. Um, no Porsches though. I, I still haven't oh. dri- driven a GT3 or GT3 RS, so I would like to drive one of those at some point. So any listeners out there, let me know. That crazy high red line is stop so pandering. <laughs> yeah, if they're gonna give them to anybody, it's gonna be us. <laughs> 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 yeah. You guys have already driven them though, I've right? Tri- yeah. I've driven it. Adam, did I tell you about the time yeah. I drove yeah. a, a chalk nice. gray uh, 911 GTS around the building? It was. You parked it so well. I did. <laughs> I used reverse. I knew where the emergency brake was. It was great. <laughs> so did did you want more of the GTS or the Targa? Or which was kind of, you had to have both. The Targa was okay. really what I wanted okay. most. Okay. Yeah. Like I saw that roof line when I was a little girl in a picture somewhere. And it was like, I, I told people when I was a kid, like I, I, when I played with Barbies, I didn't like have them play house. I had them get in their Targa <laughs> and go to the office. <laughs> Except for, I'm pretty sure it was a Corvette. Yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> yeah. Say. my girls have that Barbie, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pink Corvette. Yeah. And it, is, it is a Targa. I mean, Corvettes have that, right? Yeah. A, my, my Corvette was a Targa. Okay, Not yeah. power, though. Mine you yeah. physically removed. Yeah, yeah. It was carbon fiber with a magnesium yeah. frame, so it was very light. Ah. But uh, it was my favorite feature of the and car. And you store that in the back, right? Yeah, it just okay. pops right into the trunk. We've yeah. all seen Barbie's. Targa sitting outside well. of a trailer. She's pregnant. <laughs> I don't Lord knows where Ken is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of circling back, you lived in a trailer, Barbie. Um, no. Barbie just had Corvettes, right? She yeah, never had a she Porsche. She never had a Porsche. She never had she anything. Didn't she had a Ferrari. I, th- yeah. I don't know. Really? I, I yeah. Barbie might have. I mean, Barbie's kind of done everything, but uh, uh, my Barbie had a Corvette, but I told her it was, it a, was Porsche. a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She wasn't wise <laughs> enough to know better anyway. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> poor, like, uh, poor yeah. Barbie didn't know. But you didn't want a Corvette. It was not. 
Y- you no, know, I nothing. would I would take it like an old old Stingray or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, 63 split window. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a Corvette that just outside the window yeah, down here I take yeah. too. Yeah, it's a 63 split window. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it is You don't beautiful. know everything. Yeah. I wouldn't look at it. <laughs> no, I mean, I know you're right. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would I would do that. I, there are some old cars that I really love. Um my dad and I usually go I think it's somewhere around Father's Day that they have in Issaquah uh a oh, car it, show. No, there's, there's, yeah, triple X down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's all it's all along Front Street. No. Oh, um, is it is it around? Fo- yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I've it's been actually down there for that. It's cool. a lot of fun. It's yeah. all classic cars for yeah. the most part. Um, but they had this Buick this last year that was like 1945 or 49, and it had a rumble seat. Oh, it was just beautiful. Yeah. It had um like this diving woman hood ornament like oh, man. Uh, they just knew what to do back, back when hood then. ornaments weighed more than a car now <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding but yeah. it's lead it, it keeps the front end down <laughs> yeah. yeah i was laughing when, con- when we go down to california like the hood ornaments are practically pornographic in mm-hmm. those old cars they're mm-hmm. just like naked women everywhere mm-hmm. but it's the hood ornaments they're glass mm-hmm. and beautiful strapped to a wings. car that's covered in leather yeah <laughs> 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 huh, some repression back then or something i don't yeah. know it's no, a touch-up you have a boa <laughs> it's, it's incredible how people can restore cars or maintain them like I, yeah. I just beyond me. Like I have a hard time just keeping my car clean. It's expensive. You know, let yes. alone Trust me. money can do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> money solves that. Time. Yeah. Well, uh, it has been a great. Speaking show. of time, yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. It, it has been a great show, and thank you for coming on. We, yeah. It's so fun to hear your story from you. Thanks. Yeah, I hope. Um, I hope thank some you of for your being listeners you. are. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's a good. I hope some listeners listen to this and realize that it, it's not where you come from; it's where you can go. And mm-hmm. if you live in a van down by the river. There's hope. <laughs> or on a boat. Uh, <laughs> there's hope. There's yeah. hope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you create your, your life, right? I yeah. mean, it's all possible. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.